Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 10. I am your host, Chris Raybon. On today's show, we're going to discuss the Thursday night football slate, the Week 10 main slate, and build some lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. Joining me, as always, one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, Yeah, I had a rough Week 9 Already vented about in the last pod. So as Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to week 10. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Had a good week. So just trying to keep keep it going. Keep and, it going. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll jump into this Thursday night slate. But I uh, do want to shout out our contest winner for this week is uh, Raycop54. Uh, thanks for the kind review, Raycop54. You can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. That's Raycop54 podcast at actionnetwork.com. And if anyone out there, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a uh, five-star rating and review. And uh, we pick our favorite each week uh, and give you a free year of Action Pro. So uh, let's get to it, though. Thursday night football, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers for the second time in three weeks. Uh, Who do you like in the captain spot? Man, what a slate. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Marcus Mariota here uh, in the captain slot. Um, You know, he obviously doesn't offer much as a passer, but he certainly carries a ton of upside as a runner. Um, so on a slate like this, I, I do like going with a dual threat quarterback like him. Plus, he has three rushing scores on the air, so he could, you know, be involved in all of the Falcons' touchdowns here. Um, so in a situation like that, I do like to go with him as the captain. Uh, I mean, just like you said, just a couple of weeks ago, he threw for 250 yards, three touchdowns, and ran for 43 against the Panthers. So there, there's not much to pick from, uh, from the slate. So he might be pretty popular, but I think uh, I'm, I'm going with him in the captain slot. Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty decent fantasy game last time they played. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go with DJ Moore speaking of decent fantasy <laughs> games. Um, you know, I like Cordero as well, but you know, short week, he's just coming back. I don't know where his health is at, but it does look like 
uh, AJ Terrell mispractice again mm-hmm. uh, on, on Monday, which is not a good sign for his availability on the short week. So, you know, PJ Walker, they're going to give him another start. He's got, he's got to essentially kind of prove himself now. And that's, that's been his money, you know, it's kind of getting DJ more involved, whereas the other quarterbacks uh, really hadn't been able to. So uh, he had a bad game last week, but against the Falcons, obviously had a great one. So I'm going back to the well uh, with him. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is a slate we absolutely have to consider kickers and defenses, <laughs> like play them all. Um, but, you know, for the Falcons side, got to go with Demir Bird. Um, now he- he's more of a downfield threat and, you know, he's seen a, a pretty good uptick in usage. Uh, you know, he's been averaging 57% routes run rate past two games, an A dot of 28 on the season. He scored those two long touchdowns the past three weeks. So he might be highly rostered. I, I don't know. He is pretty expensive. Um, so, you know, he, he's just the kind of guy on a slate like this. He only needs one catch to break the slate. Um, so he he's who I'm going with on the Falcons side. Um, and then, God, on the Panthers side, usually you don't, consider a number one tight end for a team as a dart throw, but that is certainly the case with the Panthers and certainly the case with Tommy Tremble, but I'm going with him and, you know, he doesn't see much volume, but you know, his underlying usage has been, you know, decent lately. He's been averaging a 56% routes run rate. He's actually seen a 21% target share uh, the past two games when he is running routes. So that that's decent. And he scored two touchdowns the past three games. So honestly, that's all we're rooting for is just a cheap touchdown from him. Um, He actually has a rushing touchdown in his career as well. So they do tend to get creative with someone like him um, in the red zone. So it's not pretty, but I'm going to tremble on the uh, Panthers side. Yeah, no, he's definitely stepping it up lately. I think he's kind of emerged as that, as that top option. I think it was Ian Thomas, you know, earlier in the Mm -hmm. season, but uh, right now definitely looks to be uh, Tommy tremble Uh, for me. uh, I'll go with shy Smith. On the Panthers side, he's he ran around 84% of the time last week, and LaVisca Chanel only 6%. Higgins was inactive. So, you know, for whatever reason, Shai Smith has been getting the playing time all year for the season. He's averaging a 71% route participation rate, and that's that's all we're really looking for with these guys is just, mm-hmm. you know, a game like this, you know, they are obviously are the top guys that everyone's going to have, like Moore and Patterson. But, um, you know, Shai Smith is a guy who's going to be on the field a ton. Uh, may not be super popular, so going with him. And on the the Falcon side, I mean, it's it's really tough. You know, I like Bird as well. Uh, you know, another guy I'll throw out there is Michael Pruitt. I mean, you know, Panthers have been bad against tight ends. He's you know he's uh, he's running around about you know fifteen ten fifteen percent of the time. But uh, so maybe you get a, a goal line, you know, a play action touchdown or something. But he tends to see a little more like if, if it's between him and Parker Hesse you know, who's going to catch a pass. I still think Pruitt is more likely. So, uh, yeah, it, but it's it's tough. Tough sweating on the Falcon side, but uh, I'll go Pruitt. Yeah, Shai Smith, I mean, you're right. He, he's getting the playing time, but he, he's mainly running wind sprints. Yep. <laughs> uh, but again, he's running a lot of them, so maybe he'll accidentally see a target. Uh, but LaVisca Chenault, it seems like, I mean, he's barely getting any playing time, but when he is on the field, they're giving him the ball. Uh, so he's a player. If he were just to see, you know, like a 20% routes run rate, please, just asking for 20%. Uh, he seems like he'd be good on this slate as well. But again, there's nothing we could do about that. The, the coaches are making the decisions, but uh, I think Chenault might be sneaky as well. Yeah. I mean, he was, it looked like he was kind of cutting into Shai Smith's work a couple of weeks ago. It was like two to one in favor of Smith, but last week it was 84 
percent to six percent for the route side. Yeah, it's tough to call, but uh, I, you know, Chenault, I, I agree. He's the, especially on a slate like this where there really aren't that many options. I mean, you're not really risking too much by going with a guy yeah. off the radar like that. So I don't mind it. We got a fullback on the slate. We got Keith Smith. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullback straight again. Uh, oh. I think he's a kind of a blow average, though, on the... On the yeah, uh, is Giovanni Ricci? Uh, I mean, he's more consider? of a tight end now, yeah. he's. I, I think he's playing more tight end this year. Okay, so I think uh, he's quasi-fullback. He'd be he a little bit be. more enticing than Keith Smith, but yeah, Keith Smith is uh, definitely a below-average option. All right, let's jump to the main slate. Sean, who do you like for stacks? Uh, so I'm going with the Brown stack here, uh, like Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. Um, and this is assuming David Joku's out again. But even if he's playing, uh, I still like these two to stack this week because, you know, they're facing a Dolphins defense uh, that's, you know, ranked 31st in DVOA against the pass. So this could be a pass funnel matchup. They'll, they'll likely have to throw anyway to keep up with the high octane uh, Dolphins defense. So in an offense like this where it's very top heavy, um, you know, I like the idea of stacking Brissett and Cooper. And if Joku's out, you know, throw in Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Um, and then the other stack I like is the Jaguars. Uh, so specifically Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk against the Chiefs this week. You know, the, the Jags have been able to lean heavily on tr- Travis Etienne the past few weeks with the running game. But this is a spot that could fall behind, become more pass heavy. The Chiefs rank 24th and DVOA against the pass. And honestly, you could throw Travis Etienne into the stack as well. Um, if they get behind, you know, they're going to likely utilize him even more in the passing game. He has yet to top four receptions in the game this year, but this certainly could be it. So I like the idea of stacking Lawrence, Kirk, and even throwing Travis Etienne in there. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, you know, Lawrence and Kirk, uh, that, that came through last week. It, um, you know, not a huge game for Lawrence, but uh, Kirk had a nice game. But yeah, I like going back to that one. Uh for me, I mean, got to start with Tua, Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that one, I feel like every week now, it just has the potential to smash. Um, and you know, in this matchup, I think, you know, you like Brissett to have a good game on the other side. That that could only increase the mm-hmm. need, you know, for the Dolphins to score points. So uh, love that one. It's a little expensive, but, you know, you got to find some value elsewhere, but still like it. Uh, and then I, I think it's interesting to go with a, a, a like a Sam Ellinger, Michael Pittman stack, just a <laughs> super contrarian. Um, you know, you don't know exactly what they're going to do this week. You know, this whole, whole bunch of just question marks. But, you know, this Raider team could put up some points on the other side and force him to throw. And he didn't look quite as bad. You know, you go into Foxborough, you know, that's a that's a really tough matchup. But now you're coming back and, uh, you know, indoors in Vegas. I think it's a little bit easier of a, a pa- an offensive environment for Ellinger, Ellinger in this spot. So, yeah, give me some Ellinger and Michael Pittman stacks as well. Yeah, I like that call. And I, I wrote up in my tears, like, look, don't expect much this week at New England against Bill Belichick. But, uh, you know, we, we saw his rushing upside. He ran five times for 39 yards. So he has that ability this week against the Raiders. He could, you know, have a ceiling game. And who knows what's going on with the coaching. Uh, yeah. But certainly the Colts offense is going to be very low owned. So that that's a good call. And anything can happen. That's what we like in tournaments and especially with stacks. So love that call. 
All right, where are you going for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? So I have three cheap wide receivers who play on the road this week. And, and the first goes back to what I was saying with the Jaguars. Uh, so I got to go Zay Jones. He's only 4,400. For some reason, he's right around that range every week. But uh, this is a perfect spot to take him. You know, like I said, the Jags will likely be forced into pass-heavy game strip. And, you know, he's Trevor Lawrence's number two target most weeks. So he he's definitely has a big ceiling um, you know, baked in. So uh, this is a week where I'm going to use him, and he's cash in for me before in GPPs this year. So love this spot. And then I already mentioned him, but Donovan Peoples Jones um, at Miami. Uh, I'll love me more if David Joku's ruled out again this week. Um, he is clearly the number two target in this offense. He has five straight games with four more catches. Um, so in a matchup like this, like I said, where the, the Browns will probably be a little bit more pass heavy, they are facing a pass funnel defense. Um, I, I love people's Jones, honestly, in cash as well. He's so cheap and he has such a high floor right now. I would consider him in cash, but especially GPPs. I think people are still overlooking him. Uh, and I love stacking this game in general. So love him in GPPs as well. And then I got to go with my boy, Robbie Anderson here. He is dirt cheap. He's 3,200 on DK. He didn't do much last week. He had one catch for minus four yards, but he played a ton. Uh, he had an 86% routes run rate. So he was the clear number three wide receiver. Now, the Cardinals have been playing games with their number three slot, rotating in Greg Dorch and A.J. Green. But I think they want Robbie Anderson to be the guy. So uh, he could have a big game coming. And it's usually when everybody, you know, leaves him for dead. So I, I like Robbie as a dirt cheap, you know, high upside GPP flyer this week. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole, I mean, yeah, he essentially you would think that was the plan right to get him up to speed and then not play any of the other guys so hopefully that continues oh. and he can he can have a better game than he had last week when it, was, <laughs> it was rough yeah that was real not gonna lie he had a rough game last week but that's kind of i'm buying low right now uh i will go with uh first samari Ture uh against the cowboys you know i think with Romeo Dobbs getting hurt, I think Ture is a guy that's going to play more and more. And Rodgers, you know, on the interception, he, one of the interceptions he threw, uh, he could have had a touchdown to Ture, like another deep mm. touchdown. So, you know, Ture ran a route on 47% of the dropback. So uh, I think that will only go up. You know, Sammy Watkins, another option as well. He was out there 83% of the time. So he's a little more obvious, but I think Ture is a guy who Rodgers is kind of looking for more and more down the field. Uh, and against this Dallas team, um, you know, they they play a lot of zones. Buffalo's similar. So, Ture had that game against Buffalo where he, he popped. So, I think he's uh, he's an interesting option here. Uh, another guy is uh, Alec Pierce. I, I think, you know, if you look at this coach situation, you know, already mentioned Ellinger Pittman. Uh, I think Pierce is another guy, you know, had an 81% route participation rate last week, uh, a guy who doesn't need that many targets to pay off. He sees a lot of targets down the field. And if you look at his games, indoor versus outdoor, uh, he's really not produced outdoors, you know, wins, things like that. It's a little tougher, but when he's in a, a, a indoor stadium like this, you know, I think it'd be a lot easier for him to get some deep shots. So uh, I think, and, you know, scramble drill, things like that. So I think he's a pretty sneaky guy. I always want to invest in rookies uh, around this time of the year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one last guy I'll mention is uh, MVS. You know, I think, you know, last week he had like just, he was just disappeared and there's a lot of <laughs> competition for targets, but I do think part of it was the matchup. And I think people are going to kind of be 
you know, we definitely will be off of him this week, but, you know, they've always been talking in Kansas City about spreading the ball around, getting everybody involved. And, you know, Juju had a big game last week. Kelsey had a big game last week. So I think it's a perfect time mm-hmm. to buy low on MVS, who's still going to run, you know, the third most routes in that offense behind Juju and Kelsey. So, uh, you know, we saw Mahomes throw, what, 60-something times last week. <laughs> you always have 63. that. 63. Right, yeah. yeah. So um, always a good offense to buy into, especially – when uh you know guys are kind of coming off bad games so love me some mvs this week as well yeah like uh mvs and Torre and gpp's you know of course and then Torre, he's kind of filling in that mvs role that was left behind with yep. mvs going to kc because Torre, his a dot this year is 21.8 he's clearly the downfield threat so it, it makes him a boom bust option against the cowboys but he's certainly filling in that vacancy left behind by mvs so like him as a dart thrown like gpp's yeah, and they should have the game script. I mean, this pack of team yeah. tickets to struggle. Now, on the Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's uh, let's go build some lineups. Start us off here. What do you got for week 10? Let's start off with Trevor Lawrence. Let's do it. He's only 5,400, way too cheap. Yeah. I do like your Ellinger call, but he's only $400 cheaper, not getting much of a discount. He might be a better FanDuel play, I think. All right, let's go with, yeah. your, let's go with your boy Greg Dosich. At yes. 3,400. <laughs> there we go. It's a weird tight end week. Yeah. Uh, he sticks out like a sore thumb. All right, let's go with Amari Cooper, 6,500. Let's go with the Cardinals, uh, 2,700 against yeah. the Rams. This Rams team can't can't block. <laughs> yeah, always a good bet to just fade the Rams. All right, cool. So that leaves us with 6,400 a yep. player. Um, well, we need a running back. Man, throw in ETN with the uh, Lawrence stack. You can do that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We can probably wait to see who we actually stack at Lawrence with, if it's Kirk or Jones or someone else. We could go, uh, let's see, it's Kirk. Yeah, let's go he's, Kirk, 5,900. Yeah, he's yeah, he's too cheap. So we got 63, a little over 6,300 for running back, wide receiver flex. Looking in that um, Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams range is enticing. They're both in that... Yeah, Pierce is 6, a good 
Yeah, he fits our budget. Yeah, let, let's go with Pierce at 6300. Yeah, wide receiver and a flex. We got 6350. All right, wide receiver. I'll go Wandale, 4700. We've nice. got 8K for the flex. Thank you. Thank you. Don't F it up, right? Um, <laughs> let's see. So who do we got? We basically the entire player pool. Um, Chelsea, Waddle, yeah. Waddle. Oh, Kelsey. That's perfect. I, yeah. I was looking for a Chiefs player. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So we got Trevor Lawrence, 5,400 against the Chiefs. Stacked with Travis Etienne at 7,100 at running back in Christian Kirk at 5,900 at receiver. Also got Damian Pierce at running back at 6,300 against the Giants. Amari Cooper, 6,500 against the Dolphins. And Wandale Robinson, 4,700 at wide receiver against the Texans. We got Greg Dulcich at tight end, 3,400. Kelsey in the flex at 7,800. And the Cardinals D at 2,700 against the Rams. All right, Fando, let's see. I'll start us off here. Let's go with... Oh, my God. Look how cheap Stafford is now. Not saying to take him, but how the mighty have fallen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Him and Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers, too. I'll start with... Let's go Adam Thielen. Love him on Fanduel. <laughs> there we go. 5,900 against the Bills. like that. Always a good uh, Fanduel play. Uh, he'd probably benefit if uh, Josh Allen plays. I mean, yeah. Um, and I was way. I was looking at Devin Singletary. He's pretty cheap. I wonder. He he's the kind of guy where even if Allen doesn't play, he's probably a good play, right? At fifty six hundred. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let let's go with him. I was surprised they didn't use Hines yeah. as much. Like I, I think James Cook uh, receiving usage went up, and Singletary's receiving usage very bizarre. I mean, yeah, Hines but, is like the punt returner. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't really use him. I think he had like one target. But either way, like even if Allen plays, if Case Keenan plays, like they're probably going to have to lean on Singletary either way. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Hines will get more work, but it could come at the yeah. expense of Cook. Yep. Fuck it. Let's go Sam Ellinger here, 6,400. <laughs> there we go. This Raider defense doesn't scare me at all. Nor should it. Uh, let, let's go with the Saints defense against Kenny Pickett. All right. Um, they're they're too cheap. They might be chalky, but I don't care. Uh, we got seven six hundred per player remaining. Uh, all right, I'll go Pittman and stacking uh, Ellinger with Pittman sixty three hundred. That's a pretty good price for him. Yeah, makes sense. So we got a, yeah we got a good amount of cash to spend. Seven, <laughs> almost eight eight k for running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex. Let's go with uh, let's go with Tyreek then. Yeah, like we haven't used them at all this year, but we we have to. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, let's go, Kelsey at tight end, just to get some expensive guys okay. in there. So yes, yeah, now okay. n- now we got seventy two hundred running back flex. That that's that's there fine. we go. Okay, we have Kelsey on both teams, but he, I'll allow it. Oh, um, ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't mind that. It's Kelsey. of all guys. But yeah. Just let's just roll with it. Uh, so for running back, um, could always stack Kamara, I guess. Ooh, yeah, yeah, like. His usage went up with Ingram out. Is Ingram Ingram supposed to be out for a couple? Yeah, more games, multiple right? weeks, multiple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Let's stack him. So that he's, he's a little pricey, but I think that'll keep his roster ship yeah, uh, pretty low. And he had a bad game, so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that exactly. Well, that the Andy Dalton and the Saints offense did. Um. So you have fifty eight hundred. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, let's go with Peoples Jones, fifty seven hundred. Oh, love it. So then we got yeah, got the Tyreek Peoples Jones stack. All right, so yeah, so Sam Ellinger sixty four hundred at quarterback uh, against the Raiders stack with Michael Pittman Jr. at sixty three hundred. 
We got Devin Singletary at running back at 5,600. Alvin Kamara, 8,600 uh, against the Steelers. Singletary is going against the Vikings. Receivers, Adam Thielen at 5,900 against the Bills. And Tyreek at 9K against the Browns, uh, along with Pittman. And then tight end, Kelsey at 8,500. Flex is Peoples-Jones against the Dolphins. And the Saints defense at 3,900. All right. Boom. See how those do this week. Hundred bucks left over. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh, as long as we got something left over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's going to wrap it up for the Week Ten Fantasy Flex Podcast Fantasy Preview episode. If you want to hear more of Sean and I talking player projections, check us out on the Action Network podcast. Our Week Ten Player Projections episode is already out. We also break down the players that were high and low on and all that good stuff for this week so check that out and uh actionnetwork.com obviously if you want to see our player projections fantasy rankings content all that good stuff fantasylabs.com for our dfs tools and models you can find sean on twitter at the underscore oddsmaker you can find me at chris raybon you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app until next time let's get this money